This is the Youth Worker Collective podcast from Young People's Ministries. You don't have to be in ministry alone with resources, coaching, games, and more at umcyoungpeople.com. This this is a bit of a spoiler, right? This is religious, Uh-oh. but you know, a big part of the Easter story is when Jesus is there on the cross. What one of the things he says is, "It is finished." Right. That is also accurate for my progress with Wednesday. It is finished. Whoa! Wednesday, <laughs> I you knew you'd be. It. You saw yeah, Uncle Fester and everything. What? Yes. What? Okay. Final. Final word. What is it? Okay. Uh, for those of you just learning about this for the first time, it has been an ongoing saga of Jeremy Steele trying to encourage me to engage with Wednesday Adams on yes. Netflix or whatever other preferred streaming provider you have where it's available. Um, only Netflix. Only Netflix. <laughs> only, only Netflix. Okay. Um, they had a lot to wrap up in the last two episodes and they pulled it off. Uh-huh. They actually really did it pretty well. I, I was worried with how many loose ends there seemed to be that still had to get taken care of in terms of the story. Um, but yeah, nice, nice ending to it. Uncle Fester was very funny. Um, he so good. reminded me of every family member that you don't want to spend a lot of time with. And right. uh, the, the mystery, like in some ways really plays out, right? The story they set up all season, they did a nice job mm-hmm. of wrapping it up. And of course they had a teaser about, you know, they got enough viewers, so it's coming back oh. for a second season at some point. So that's right. I can't yeah, wait. Good. And I worthwhile. I thought it was really great. And I I just always love those stories uh, that highlight a teenage world that is not sort of the traditional, popular, whatever that shows that shows like the quirkiness of adolescence in a way that 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 is both realistic and um, healthy and good. And w- which I feel like it's like you see the school and it's like all schools and nothing is perfect about it. There are definitely bullies and all the things, but it's like, it's also, it highlights like, ah, all the different people, all the different kinds of people in the same school make things so much better. Right. Yeah. I, you know, maybe it's my, you know, big tent Methodist, uh bias but i love that about it but and there's parts today of the, we are uh, yeah go ahead uh la- just last quick thing about it like there's parts of the teenage story in there that are really interesting because they take regular teenage experiences and then add the supernatural to it so it's almost right like anybody could talk about it right if if you're yes. a if you're a siren and you feel like you end up being one of the popular kids and you just have people following you or following you around for no reason at all Yes. There's a certain amount of stresses and pressures that go with that, right? Yeah. Uh, if you are uh, a werewolf and you can't wolf out and, you know, totally own who you're supposed to be and you're yep. pressure from your family to live into this idea of who you're supposed to be, great talking point, right? So anyway, a lot of fun. Oh, so good. Uh, if, if you can handle a minor amount of gore, um, you can make it through yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you and I actually have a really funny topic that we're going to try to tackle today. So. Let's yes. Decorating your youth room is so important and you want to do it in a way that doesn't get you banned by the trustees, unless you are trying to get banned by the trustees, in which case we can also give you some ideas for that. Uh, but I, I think it's a, it's, 
doing um, decoration stuff in in the youth room is really fun, um, and and I have enjoyed getting artistic kids, kids that are interested in decoration and that kind of stuff, and just saying go go do something fun, right? Yeah. Like find a way in our youth decor to commemorate important things, right? Or to encourage people, like find a way to help people, um, uh, help people experience God in our decor. Right. Um, and, and I think when I'm thinking youth, youth decor, I'm thinking that, right. I'm thinking commemorating events, people, that kind of stuff that have happened, um, in the decoration, you know, so the classic version that I really hate is a row of, of pictures of people going like this in front of a church van. <laughs> right. And you're like, Oh, every year we stand in front of a church van in a different location or sometimes in the same location. Uh, but that kind of thing. And then the thing that I, I think is really powerful is when you can do the thing, do things to the youth space that give youth an opportunity to connect with God. Right. Yeah. And so I've seen some really great versions of that. Um, and then I, I remember talking to a friend who um, they wanted to splatter paint the walls mm. uh, and they, so they had youth there and they got, uh, they had received permission to paint, but they had not told them like their idea of what painting was going to be. <laughs> and so they went out and got all different colors of paint and um, got these together to splatter paint all over the wall. Um, and at one point there was a bucket involved of paint. Mm. Um, and the real problem with splatter painting is that it doesn't just get on the wall. It's true. It gets everywhere. And like at a level of everywhere that you were, aren't prepared for because, okay, maybe you cover the floor, but when you're throwing paint, it gets all over the people. Yep. Right. Who didn't have to exit the building. <laughs> and there was paint from the youth room all the way out into the parking lot oh, on no. the street, like <laughs> everywhere. So if you're looking for the way to get banned by the trustees, that's that's a good place to start. Oh, Chris, man. what have you seen? Well, okay, so so splatter paint wise, um, the other part of it, like one of my general rules for decorating a youth space in in a way that is going to keep you best friends with the trustees, uh, is saying the idea out loud and then trying to understand <laughs> if that idea <laughs> is temporary or if it's permanent right? The more temporary something is, the more likely it is that the trustees are going to be okay and you're going to be able to create some buy-in with it, right? Um, the more permanent it is, the more you are opening yourself up for the risk of it not going well, getting into trouble and that kind of stuff, okay? So splatter paint is fairly permanent, not only for the sake of where all the paint is going, but also the layers of it, right? Like it messes up whatever texture is right. on the wall. So even it if you paint matter. over it... <laughs> That wall has been splatter painted one time, right? Right. Um, You're going to have to get a skim coat of drywall mud in yeah. order to make that a flat wall again. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So um, temporary or permanent. 
Also, is this like youth space all the time or is this multi-use space, right? Are there other right. groups that are coming in to use this space in the church that you cannot alienate because of how you're decorating? So right. pay attention to that as well. Uh, a couple of my like favorite ones that I think I've seen, um, chalk, like a, like a chalk paint wall. Um, so yes. you, you, yeah, you that's great. chalkboard paint, right? And, and it's, a, it's a very dark black do the whole wall. Uh, and then if you want, you know, like if you're planning ahead, um, take a section of that wall and you can list out like, Hey, here's the next six Sundays. And here's the theme that we're looking yep. at. Here's our Bible verses and like put some thinker notes or some quotes up there. Um, yeah. Pro tip on chalk paint walls. Yep, go ahead. I lived in a facility that had two giant chalk paint walls and it's great but you've got to plan for the floor underneath that chalk paint wall. You absolutely if there's do. carpet uh -huh. there. Right. It's no good. Yep. And you've got to figure out a little barrier or something to put there. So be careful. If you're looking at walls to do chalk, chalk paint on, choose the walls that have like tile or something like that under them because we had carpet. And it, it just was never, it, it was like a, we just chalked it up to, ah, chalked it up to, hey, yes. Is that a so, youth minister joke or a dad joke? That either way, I, that great. was an accidental. Well that was a Freudian dad joke. Well done, uh, but no, you're exactly right because uh, you know people think sort of about the aesthetic of a clean chalk wall um, and how nice it looks when it's well done. It gives your artists an opportunity to do something that's not permanent and take down. But the cleaning of it is a whole other thing, right? It will never be as clean as the first time that you painted it, right? Um, there's always going to be some kind of residue. That residue is going to get down on the baseboards, down on the floor below, like you're saying. So if you're around a door, if you're around a window, any of those things, just, you know, really, really be ready for it. Um, yeah, but, but I love those. I also love those when they've got, um, you know, spray space for, uh, joys and concerns or prayers or, you know, those kind of mm -hmm. things, because it gives you, especially if this room is anywhere close to the space that you office or plan in the church, um, you know, a chance to kind of get some real time stuff that you can check in with your youth about. So having that kind of dynamic part to the chalk wall is a lot of fun. Um, all right. Another one. If your church is anything like the churches where I have been, you have too many T-shirts because of trips and retreats and everything else that you have been on. That, that. Uh, I have seen those T-shirts get turned into quilts. If you've got a quilting group. Um, right. And then you can hang those as banners or as quilts up on the wall uh, instead of right. just like tacking the T-shirt itself up there because it doesn't look For good. Sure. It puts holes in the wall. You're going to want to change it again and again and again. One of the other ways to display right. strip T-shirts, which is really uh, pretty cool is uh, especially now for the audio files out there. Now that LPs and vinyl and record are back. Uh, yes. These are great. I've seen this. Yes, you can get um, album display covers for like a big vinyl record. And it's the perfect size for fitting yes. a t-shirt inside with the design from the back of the t-shirt encased in that picture frame. And then you can hang those. Um, you can put in, you know, hooks, make sure you get your permission, but then you can change those out and like rotate mm -hmm. them. And that way they're out and actually seen. Yeah, and you can use command strips if you want to like just those are put them up there and pull them off. Yep. Uh, my favorite thing to do with t-shirts is actually to get the t-shirt, you sew the sleeves in the neck and and the and the bottom and you stuff them as pillows. And they can be really fun throw pillows. Um, and and it's great because like you don't have to worry about it, right? If it gets yeah. messed up or whatever. And it's a fun thing for 
you can have those students who are like excited about helping. It's a fun thing they can actually do, right? It's not rocket science. It doesn't, and it takes a little bit of time to sew them and stuff them. So that can be a lot of fun. I'm going to wade into a couple of controversial opinions. Are you ready? Okay. I'm, oh man, I've, I was born ready. I love okay. controversial opinions. I have been at, and I know several churches who give crosses as gifts. Okay. Uh, whether those are for confirmation or for a variety of other things. And then they hang those crosses on the wall in the youth room or in the hallway on the way to the youth room. Um, right. I don't love that idea. Um, Why not, Chris? I know that there are some people that do. And I want yes, to get... Obviously, I've seen it in lots of places. Right. Um, what's hard about those is when do they come down? Yep. Because there will be a point, Right. Um, and even if it's a point that's decided, like you and I were talking about uh, prior to turning on our amazing Facebook Live stuff, um, oh, right, sure. you know, what if it is, so a cross is a gift during confirmation, it hangs up on the wall until you graduate from high school, and then that's your graduation gift on the way out the door. Um, yeah. What if you weren't there in confirmation and you don't get that gift? Um, right. What if the demographics of your church are changing and you watch the wall get more and more empty? as you have fewer and fewer youth that are graduating or participating in confirmation sure. stuff. Um, it can be a great visible reminder of those who have been there before, if we want to talk like cloud of witnesses kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But gosh, when it whenever it's time to take those things down, some people are very emotionally connected to them. And yep. it's not like you can just go put those in the dumpster or donate mm -hmm. them to Goodwill or something like that, right? There's going right. to have to be a big, big process whenever it is time for those crosses to come down. So I don't love that idea. One of the other ones. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a really important thing to, to think through in general, when you're doing decoration, um, permanent things like painting, that kind of stuff is great, but make sure that you, you think about the fact that like this room could be used for something else some other day. And if you were creating it as like a shrine, right? Or as like a stuff that stuff is there and it's there forever, it can become really problematic when the usage changes, the youth pastor changes, whatever. And you're not trying to set up whoever the next person is to have to figure out this like very touchy, very emotional issue. Um, and so whenever, so what I, what I like to, to think about is Let's have a half-life for everything. Yeah. Right? We're not going to plan on these things staying around for forever. That's one of the things that I like about those t-shirt pillows is eventually they get ratty, they get torn, they get thrown away. Right? Yep. Um, pulling those things on and off the wall. Great. And like, so we would actually have a refresh every fall. Okay. Where every fall we would do something new and cool in some area, but that meant that whatever that thing was before it was coming off, it was going away and the new thing was there. But every fall, like in our big worship room or in the hallway that enters it, you know, we would be doing stuff that was different and new. And it got, because that was the habit, it got to be like an expectation is like, Oh, that's cool. It's not staying there forever. Yeah. Yeah, which is really healthy. Um, the the <clears throat> comment that you had about the group in front of the church van, all with the you know sort of forced smile, uh, yes. reminded me actually of a, a really fun twist on that. Was um, there there was a church that I visited, and 
um, they had a volunteer who was really into kind of graphic arts and collages. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually this person had been doing it long enough that they used to actually print pictures, cut them out and then make a year long collage. Right. So like instead of a bunch of not so dynamic pictures, it was Mm -hmm. a collection of pictures along with what those pictures were, because the thing, the other thing that drives me crazy about the van picture, right is the memory goes away, right? Like you you lose out on who knows why everybody was there and what was important about it. But there would be this like annual collage for the youth ministry. And Mm -hmm. here's pictures uh, of us volunteering with the VBS alongside um, Easter sunrise services, alongside communion that we did. And uh, a little description about like what each of those little pictures were and putting a name with the person. Uh, and then those were framed and right, like the big, you know, whatever they are, 16 by 20. I, I, I right. don't know my poster sizes. Um, and that's actually gotten easier than ever with yeah. digital photography and the ability to do collages online and then just print a big poster again, right. temporary, easy to move, easy to rotate. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the the thing, the caution that I have is that eventually, I mean, if you're in, some giant Taj Mahal of youth ministry, you know, a la Highland Park United Methodist that has floors and floors of facility, you're fine, right? But for most people who have a youth room, eventually you actually run out of space. Yeah. So, and and then you've got to be like, okay, so do we take the this one down to put up the, like, it's kind of weird. I had, one of the things that I thought was pretty cool, I, I was visiting a church and they had a bookshelf. They had started to, they had a person similar to, to this, to the person you were talking about, except sort of a digital art person that was making those like uh, uh, books that you can print of all of the, Oh yeah. Sure. You know, it's like a little picture book that you send you know, yeah. the first year of your, your baby's life, you send to the grandkid parents and then never do it again. Yeah. But like they did it every year and it was kind of neat because Instead of like a wall that was like just just going on forever, it was a shelf, and it was like all these different years, but yeah. it was very small, but a lot of content. And so you would see kids like go pick it up, look at look through it, and like go back a couple of years and be like, oh, look at this, where where is the weird shirt, you know, or whatever. Um, in the same kind of way that people would do on the youth wall, but eventually, but without the like the expectational debt of like always having that and like what happens if you don't remember to print one one year <laughs> sure 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 um you know something that uh, that we haven't touched yet is like furniture um yes that that is another one right so it, as we think about decorating or, or you know filling a youth space a lot of it really comes back to intentionality you know so mm-hmm. Having a conversation with your youth, with your volunteers, with people that are invested in the building. And then what do you want this space to feel like when you walk into it? Right. Um, mm-hmm. This is going to be another hot take, maybe. Um, but you as the youth leader do not have to say yes every time somebody offers you a free piece of furniture. Do not do that. Right. Like that there's do not do for that. a long time. Oh, I've got a couch. I've got a side table. I've got it. You you don't have the to number of that. pool tables that I have been offered in my <laughs> 24 years in ministry is astounding. Astounding. Like, I could have filled a gym with pool tables. I guess people buy them for when their kids are. I don't know. 
that and then like recliners. Oh my! Everybody's recliner blows out, and they want to send it to the teenagers. Yeah. So so do not feel like you have to say yes to everybody who wants to offer you those things. Um, if you and do I think have it, it, oh, when you when you when you're trying to turn somebody down, um, uh, you can always say, "Oh, let me come. Let me look and see." Uh, with our youth council, if there's any place that we feel like we need that and I'll get back to you. And, uh, and, and most of the time they want to get it out like tomorrow and you're fine. Um, the other thing though, is when you, if somebody like is bothered by it, um, it, just explain to them. And this is something that is important to think about. It's like, what do you want people to think and experience when they come in the room? Not just teenagers, but their parents, when their parents bring right. them and they walk into the youth area and it's all kind of like dumpy, broken stuff. Yeah. It, it says to them uh, that uh, it says that the church doesn't really care or value them. Right. Yep. In the same way that if stuff is in good repair and looks nice and current, um, it says, oh, wow, this church really cares about the teenagers and wants them to have a space that seems cool and sensible. Yeah. And to that end, right, like I, I, I'm not saying everybody, like, make sure you go out and buy matching sets of commercial furniture. and you know, da, 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 da. Um, But listen, like slip covers on sofas, if you've got old youth, old youth couches, I'm a giant fan of the slip cover. Um, they look pretty nice. There's a bunch of versions out there right now that that fit much better than the ones that used to. Um, plus, you can take them off and you can wash them, which is a huge deal, like we're talking about in terms of cleanliness and that kind of stuff. Um, I do like having some tabletops. I do like having other seating areas. I don't want to force everybody to sit on a couch. Um, right. I really like having flexible um, furniture in the space. So like as few fixed things as possible. Um, if you do want to have some kind of fixed space, again, be intentional about what you create that to be, because that's the one thing that will not move or will not change. So if there is some kind of like little altar or prayer space or some sort of speaking area, um, be intentional about how you, um, you know, decorate and create that space and help imbue it sort of with like this idea that this is a little bit extra special, or it's a little bit sacred because this is the thing that stays. So if there is like that central image of a cross, or if there's, um, you know, a place that you like to always be able to give your talks or, you know, those kinds of things, make sure to bring that up and help people understand why that is part of your space as well. Yeah. And, and one of the things that when you're looking at that kind of stuff, you can almost always uh, do a little bit of extra work and make something movable, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we had this idea of, um, we called it a wailing wall, right? Where people would write their prayer requests, students would write their prayer requests and stick them up to the wall. And it, it, it started as like, oh, we'll get cork board and attach it to this wall, right? But the reality was that like, like we were always changing things. And so... Uh, sometimes you don't want <laughs> the prayer wall to be the backdrop for your gross games, right? So, um, so what we ended up doing is we actually just constructed a little wall. We got a four by eight sheet of plywood that we painted and they, we had somebody like frame it and it had little legs and wheels and it could roll around. Yeah. Um, and and, and all of a sudden now, like, that was cool. Because, like, then we could have, like, if we wanted a Sunday where we're going to do a 
special prayer thing, we can actually bring that in, right? To wherever that was happening and it could move around with us. Um, the other thing that you can do with this kind of stuff, if you want to do something really art focused, like lots of bright color or whatever, um, instead of painting it on a wall, um, you can get two by fours and make a, make a four by eight uh, frame uh, with two by fours and then go get the cheapest white fabric you can, stretch it around and use a stable gun and then paint it like a canvas, mm-hmm. right? And all of a sudden, that's you can lean that up against the wall, you can hang it somewhere, but it's temporary. And uh, once that, that weird font that you chose, like Bleeding Cowboy, is no longer cool anymore, like it doesn't have to stay there, right? It can be moved or it can be repainted. You can take that canvas off, you can stretch a new one. And uh, you, can al- you can almost always take any of these ideas and make them more temporary or moving. I'm also going to say, along with that art thing, um, listen, like the mistake bin of paint at Home Depot or Lowe's. It is your friend. It is your absolute friend. Um, They do sell little sample sizes too that are just about right for almost anything that you would want to do. If you have a really specific color in mind, they're less than five bucks. Um, But listen, look for those mistake cans because if you don't really care about what color this temporary art project is going to be, oh man, raid that shelf because the prices are, are spectacular. Uh, all right, Jeremy, I'm sure that um, we could go on and on about these and and people have probably started to think about what their youth space looks like. Um, again, just to kind of circle around, make sure you know the intentionality behind what you want people to feel like when they're in that space. Not just the youth, but everybody who's related to the youth ministries, parents, volunteers, the rest of the church, any other group that uses that space. Always lean into temporary over permanent. Uh, and you know what? Invite people into conversations about what you're going to do with the things that are already around. Um, It's one thing to make the memories and have them set aside and like stuffed in storage bins or a closet where nobody ever gets to see them. It's something else to have them up on the wall, but have no idea um, what those memories were or why they're important to your ministry. And it's something else entirely to be very intentional about celebrating the community that your ministry is building. And I think that's really what the, the crux of this whole thing is, right? Yeah. And I think when you take all of that together, it's, it's another really great case you made. If, if you do it like that, it's really easy to let student leaders take the lead on all of it. Yeah. Right. If you're not trying to paint the whole wall, you're just making a canvas. It's great. Even if it looks horrible, right? For a minute, right? It, it's, they can own it in a way that when it's temporary and when you're like thinking it through, like they can be such an instrumental, have so much ownership over that. Um, whereas if you're doing something way more involved, it can be, um, makes that a little bit more difficult. Yep. Totally agree. Um, and we didn't even get into the cost of all that stuff, but again, this temporary stuff, much, much cheaper, 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 easier to coordinate, easier to do. Um, does not require the layers of permission. Yeah. Um, So Jeremy, thanks for a really fun conversation today. Absolutely. We'll see you next week.